0: The College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Okay, so welcome to a special edition of the College Planning Edge podcast. I am actually rethinking the name given the recent events involving one Mr. William Rick Singer, who is the head of a college consulting firm called the Edge. No affiliation. And um, today I want to welcome Pearl Lockwood to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Andy, and everybody hello, everybody.
0: Welcome to your podcast.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: (laughs) Well, it's a big week for us and for the business in general because there's been all these crazy stories that uh, anyone listening to this, assuming they they don't live under a rock, knows that there's been all kinds of college admissions scandal stuff about bribes and fake applications and photoshopping and payoffs to College coaches at USC and Wake Forest and all this other stuff, and we have gotten probably more than our fair share of attention on uh, what CBS, Fox, whatever. Bias. Personally, I feel like I'm in minute 14 of my allotted 15 minutes of fame. So, <laughs> thank you for standing by me. Um, so, what's your take on the whole on this whole thing? Because I, I think uh, I, I think we haven't had a chance really to. Do much more than just get some sound bites out?
1: Well, okay. Um, well, there are a lot of layers to this whole scandal. And I, I think what everybody's, uh, or what I'm hearing is everyone's reaction is, you know, wow, the shock, the, you know, it's awful. How could these people do this? And then the other, the next part of the discussion is, wow, there are so many people who do things that are. Quite similar to this, bumping up on the edge of this is like a bell curve of.
0: Is it an edge or a curve?
1: Well, it depends. If it's a curve, then the question is, where's that fine fine line from being you know for, of advocate between advocacy and fraud? <laughs> and that's well. There's I think... a difference
0: between um, and this is something that my mentor Don Betterton, who was on the admissions committee at Princeton for thirty something years, has said. There's a difference between polish and fiction.
1: There is, and I look at
0: what we do as being more in the polishing business. Although we've ha- we've been approached multiple more times than we can care we care to admit, probably mm-hmm. about um, doing a little bit more than polishing. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference between presenting your best foot forward with some coaching and some, you know, here's how you do this versus you know what you're not um, a good enough athlete to be recruited. But we'll just. Uh, fictionalize some credentials for you, and you'll get a sailing scholarship, which I didn't even know existed, by the way. Me either. Yeah, um, I, I was on, on one of the shows. I was talking about uh, how I have to now, since I, you know, I, I'm I'm not going after Singer's clients, as you know, and I I need to work up a press release <clears throat> that says something like, you know, attention, ultra wealthy, status conscious. Gullible and sleazy former clients of Rick Singer. Just want you know, I'm now in business. We just opened up a um, Quidditch recruiting operation to get you that Quidditch scholarship. We're working on an Ultimate Frisbee. I mean, to me, it's like it's the funniest thing. These random like water polo, these random, random sports that nobody really watches. I
1: can actually remember <clears throat> back to my childhood. This is my earliest encounter with this notion of of getting into school. In some other way besides 100% your grades and scores. When I was, I swear, I remember about being four or five years old, and a neighbor of ours had twins who, quote unquote, got into Cornell with fencing. Hmm. (laughs) That was the first brush of this, and I sort of like tipped my head, even as a five year old, and said, What? So I'm imagining them just like up at Cornell (laughs) with swords at each other. Oh,
0: I thought you meant fencing stolen goods.
1: Oh, well, gee, I was only five, so I'm not sure. Maybe it was.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, so, so playing an obscure sport to get recruited, that's nothing new. But um, making donations mm-hmm. to get in, which is not necessarily illegal, I, I think it's a, I, it's a common practice.
1: Yes, but I think this is going to be where the hard look is going to come in there is the donation and there's maybe donating to support a school your child is um a a, a respectable candidate? candidate for like or a school leg- that
0: you attended as a um you okay there yes i'm good or a candidate uh, i mean at a, at a school that you attended as a as an alum that's of course alumni donations are huge
1: yes that's right, right. yes
0: But it will be interesting to see if there's any public change in policy, which um, by by schools embracing, you know, taking that high road saying we're no longer going to accept donations, maybe from mm -hmm. people who are applying.
1: That I doubt is ever going to stop. I I look at this like the whole gun control thing. Like there was all
0: this, like, oh, we have to, you know, we're going to take a hard look at the legislation and this and that, and then, like, nothing happens. Hard
1: look until the news story dies down, and then we can go back to business as usual. an awful pun. What?
0: Nothing. Um, no, I don't mean to make light of gun control, I'm sorry. So No,
1: cool. nor, right. Nor do we maybe mean to make light of any of this, but...
0: Well, I do. The, the, the college <laughs> but of, it, we have a rule so in ridiculous. our house. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Money's funny. Yeah.
1: Well, the question, so, so where I think the scrutiny also will come in is, what about those donations by the um, supporting the candidate that doesn't have the goods to go to that school? Now, we've seen that.
0: Yeah, it that. doesn't always work though. I mean, we've seen no. that um, people we know, people we're related to, people we have as clients. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It takes a large number to really move the needle to quote unquote, get a kid in. Like more than 10 million bucks is what is my guess.
1: Right. I, it does sound that way.
0: Someone asked about it. What about 250,000? I'm like, you know, that was a that was number that when I met this guy, Rick Singer, his friends called him Rick. Even though I, apparently his first name is William.
1: Well, I think you should call him William then. I'd, I'd like to separate the attachment. Really? I,
0: we had plans. They were canceled last week. <laughs> Something must have come up. Something um, suddenly came <laughs> up. So, so I met him once. And um, it was back in 2010. A mutual friend uh, introduced me to him and me and my old partner, Pete, College Pete Ratson, mm-hmm. um, just in case he's listening. And, um, the, my, the, the, guy who introduced me to him said, you know, he helped me out. He helped me develop a, a curriculum for, um, my private co- school, this guy who owned a private school. <clears throat> and, um, he said, and you're in the summer business. Uh, however, one word of warning, I only believe about 80% of stuff out of his mouth. So I meet the guy in some nondescript, you know, uh, Back alley. It, it was like Regis, you know, one of those Regis uh, executive space, you know, buildings in Miami. Comes in little slim guy, gray hair, backpack, and kind of a low talker. Kind of had the crazy eyes. I think I I, think I said this before. Almost like a, you know, like when you see those photos of of cult leaders. Yes, know? they have that kind of look. Yes. Right? So I remember thinking that, like, wow. But he was very, I guess, like a cult leader, very persuasive and forceful. And I'm, sh- I'm sure that not, you know, in, but in a low key way, but, but you could intense, you know, he, he had yeah. some intensity and, and I'm sure that helped him get clients that he claimed he had like Steve Jobs and all this other stuff. I thought that was part of the 20% BS that mm-hmm. I was warned about. Um, but he, he said, you know, getting into the side door and he, and he used that phrase cost about $250,000. It's not back then. It's not multi million dollars. So you know now the price has gone up well, and, and he's got a, more you got more people on the payroll apparently yes. after he went to the dark side i assume he was not on the dark side back then but what do i know what did you
1: know you had a conversation with this guy mm-hmm. once
0: mm-hmm.
1: that that you met
0: yeah but anyway so let's get back <clears> to your <throat> point about like what you know this is part of um, not to put words in your mouth but i think bribing people and lying and cheating is is part of a continuum yes right it's mm-hmm. it's not it's just an an egregious example of what goes on right now for just regular you know Middle-class, upper-middle-class kids. Yes. So, you know, you grew up in Long Island. um, There was all kinds of scandals in in Rosin with uh, guidance counselors fabricating... That's right. uh, ...transcripts, and then, you know, kids having their tests taken for them by other people. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts, and I don't remember hearing about any of that stuff, but we had kids who just naturally went to... Harvard Yale, whatever, because I think their parents went there. Where, where I grew up in Newton, mm-hmm. and it's, it's right near Harvard. But I don't know if anyone really um, manufactured their way in. But I do think the legacy thing certainly helped. And, and there's really bright kids there, too. So I, was, I wasn't I was really exposed to it the way you were. So what was it like growing up around this?
1: Well, um, I definitely grew up in a place <laughs> similar to, I guess, where these act actors or these bad actors uh
0: come from. Well, he was based in, in Sacramento or, or, or somewhere you know, near uh, Silicon Valley also, but he had clients in New York City mm-hmm. and, and around here, where we are now in Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I'm sure. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a symptom of what happens day in and day out in a lot of these communities where every effort of life is put toward a a facade an image and there is little attachment to what's going on inside self-worth actual production things that really will inure to your feeling of self-confidence I mean that's the other part of this the psychological piece which always you know gets me going yeah
0: it's and it's uh, not surprisingly pretty much ignored in these stories but yes. I think that's much more important. It's like, well, what's what's the effect on a kid who has always been sort of taken care of, and like, you know, we'll we'll prop you up with all these artificial tutors, and maybe even cross the line, maybe not. But we'll take, you know, we'll get someone to write your essay for you for college. But even before then, even elementary school, middle school, whatever, just you know, having all the right the right team of the squad to help you get along. It's and it. what and how does that kid feel about when they get good? How does how does that kid feel when they get great grades? Deep down, without realizing it,
1: they feel like a fraud. They feel like they don't have any true value. Yeah,
0: the chops to earn what they yeah and, right. And, and the worst, the
1: sad thing is, with the ki- with these kids, where their parents have made this move, uh, the parents in general, hopefully, in a, in a in the best case scenario are the people who love you the most and are in your corner and have your back and believe in you the most when, let's say, all else is gone. And But in this case, when the parents themselves, even sometimes unbeknownst to the student, just cannot right. accept their kid as <laughs> and is.
0: And commission a, uh, a proctor to change their scores. Because yeah. it
1: would be so untenable for them to yeah. have their kid just be who they are.
0: Yeah, think of that message.
1: Isn't that so... Sad. Yeah.
0: Versus the kid who maybe didn't get the highest grades or the highest scores, um, or you know, the right do the right extracurriculars and all that, and they went to a quote unquote average or you know just regular school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. You know, listen. We have that in our family, our own nuclear family. You know, we um, we have one kid at a state school right now. Yes. Uh, and we never lift. Basically, we never lifted well, a finger right. to to help him, uh, more or less. And right, well, another one. We certainly didn't prop them up.
1: We certainly we did the opposite. They, we uh, you know, we, so you want to go to college because one one such. Child of ours. Good with, Good, we could um, keep him anonymous since we have so many children.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mean the worst walking advertisement for our business? Yes. Okay. Who
1: You know, but now I take some real pride in it because we did parenting things that were correct. You know, we, we had a kid who basically phoned in school in high school and claimed he wanted to go to college. And it was time you know the time was coming and we always say this the train comes with or without you the college train and and your need to prepare and and get in front of it um but he we said to him look yes we're in this business but we do you no service to do this for you you're the one who's going to be in your college classes you're the one who has to take the tests and learn and most importantly you need to make that connection so that you feel you have produced by your own hands and your own brain. And that is going to give you the internal self-confidence and security that you hope one gets as they become an adult.
0: And conversely, if you screw up, um, that's fine too, because you'll learn from it.
1: And conversely, screw up while, you know, not to get too morbid, but while you and I as parents are still alive and have our wits about us and can be there to parent our kid through mistakes he or she may make when the going gets rough when you don't get what you want you know we had, we had our girls didn't get into let's just for keeping it brief a, a cast of a play that they had auditioned for a couple of weeks ago and instead of which we have seen many people at a similar theater you know i'm gonna write a letter and threaten to parent. take my business any yes the parent to the to the uh casting director. Um, and I'm going to do this and that. And, uh, you know, we're going to have... Or I'm going to suck up to this guy so that we can get these parts and whatever. And we said, you know what? We recognize this as this is called a disappointment, girls. And disappointments happen in life. And my, I, was, I felt grateful that I am here and around oh, to teach... My they, kids. Wait a minute.
0: So they, so they themselves went in and just and talked to the casting director. That's right. You know, ages tenth uh, grade and eighth grade, and they they handled it, and they just said, you know, that's we, right. We thought we should have gotten the part, we didn't, and and he was stunned actually that he had a conversation at all with kids, not parents. Kids, yeah. We so, still okay, had nothing so to do let, with it. Let's circle sure. back. We're getting yep. we're getting a little sidetracked. Yes. Right? So, yeah, I, I th- well, but I, it's
1: all part of a, sim- a very same current. But yes. Yeah, I think so.
0: So let's talk a little bit about um, more of this sort of um, just kind of the um, lack of awareness that, that I guess it's not necessarily okay to lie <laughs> on, on, or, on and fabricate stuff on college applications. So um, I guess there's, there's a couple examples without implicating anyone, including ourselves. Um, so let's just say these are hypotheticals. Okay, but just hypothetically.
1: Well, there's no, Im-, I'm going to just go on record here. There is no implicating you and I because we've never done anything like this. So okay. But continue. I'm fine. No, I just yeah. you know. Just, no, that's true, but I just want to I don't critical want to, ears out there. I just I don't over.
0: I don't want to violate any client confidentiality. That's fine. That's what I'm doing. So so this is now you an may amalgam. This is a, an amalgam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um So so I had a conversation once <clears throat> someone like me, I should say, allegedly had a conversation <laughs> once about a um, you know a, 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 a person, a high schooler approached me and said, hey. Um, a friend of the family said, "Why don't you put down that you worked for me on the application because that'll help you get in?" What do you think? And I said, "You know what? I'm not on a soapbox. I'm, I don't judge. But number one, you don't even need to do that, so why why bother? And number two, um, you know, d- don't do it. You know, there's there's no there's, there's no it's, it's I don't, personally. You know, again, I don't judge, but I, I people do this. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's the right thing to do. Just you know, forget about it. So we had a bunch of back and forth over the next couple of weeks, allegedly, where um, you know this this kid was saying, "Well, you know, my my mom really thinks I should do this." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." I mean, if if you know, I, I'm again, I'm not judging, you know, but I already told you my opinion. My tiger. So mom. then, right? So then, um, the, the kid s- says, "Okay, well, I'm going to do it." Like, okay, you know, no comment. And then a couple of days later, hey. Where do you um? Where do you think I should put it on the application? You know, because you get ten like spots. What, water? Yeah, you get ten <laughs> spots, and I was and I and I think I said um, allegedly, oh, you mean where should you put your fake job? I don't really have a preference where you should put it. Like you know, sar- sarcastically, and then. Um, a couple days later, it was. I'm having a hard time coming up with the description.
1: I'll bet. Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> right. Hello, is that a, is that a sign? Is it
1: because you didn't <laughs> set foot in that office and you never did anything, including pick up a pen? Well,
0: yeah. You know, look at all these signs like that's You know, even the, still doesn't dawn on her that that's the you know that that's something. To, to, that, Hello. That's a, to, to right, right. <laughs> so, so I finally wrote back. This, you know, you saw this way back when, allegedly also. Uh, several, you know, several. Couple of paragraphs by text, which was along the lines of, "Look, I told you I don't judge, but kind of, I, but I can't help you come up with a fake description for a fake job uh, that I have nothing to do with, and it's kind of crossed the line. I'm really, I'm really not comfortable doing this, and I hope you understand that you know it's just not something that I, I would ever really want to do. I think it's not you know really the, the advice that you retain me to, to give you." And uh, you know, you just you just do what's right, you know, for, for yourself. And you know, if you can't figure it out from talking to your mom's friend, you know, then you know, whatever. So that that was the gist of it.
1: Basically, we think you're acting like a sleaze bag here.
0: It, my point is, she's not a sleazy; she's not kid, kid at all. But this is but, where but I'm it's, saying
1: it's on a curve. You know, right, right,
0: right. So, so, so my, point, my point here is ethics. that it was just assumed that this is what everyone did. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all to get this edge, and I guarantee you, there's no edge to doing what what she supposedly did. I don't. By the way, I don't even know if it actually went on the application. So let me let me just hope, say that. I hope
1: it didn't. I yeah. I bet you your words. I don't know. Made I, her I, think twice. I hope.
0: I don't know because you know they they submit the applications. and I yes. just helped them up until then. But um, it doesn't help you get into school. But it's just endemic. I mean, it's it's like yes. it, it didn't. My, my point again is that everyone's doing it. People know other people do it. Right. And colleges. They probably don't care enough to check whether something like that is true or not. But people lie in terms of, you know, clubs they founded, right? Ellie, how yes. many kids? Remember? remember um, oh, that's another one. Actually. Wow. Yeah, we there have There so are examples.
1: sixteen founders.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so, so one of the, um, uh, I was actually talking to her yesterday on the way into the city when I was when I was preparing to go on uh, Cavuto. and you don't call him uh, Neil now. <laughs> um, you know, Cabinator. Oh. So, so, like uh, and, and she had said to me over the summer, cause she, she helps out a lot of our kids polish their essays. She refuses to write them. She was an admissions officer for five years at University of Chicago mm-hmm. and she was working on, um, an essay of one of our, uh, one of, one of our favorite kids this year, Allie. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, she texted me, she, she goes, uh, so funny! Here's another founder of the Robotics Club um, from you know from uh, from from last year, and I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Well, I remember. You know, do you remember so and so from last year who also founded the same club at the because they went to the same high school, but one was a year older." And I said, "No, that's, that is really funny that you remember that." And, um, it's, it's also you know, it's, it's it's very funny because Ali is really the one who did, you know, 99% of the work to, to found the club and the other one sort of like got a donation. So they actually were both co-founders, but there's a a degree of polish. And I,
1: and I bet to, to the same end, there is a degree to the confidence with which each of those candidates must have Uh, felt inside going forward with how they presented this information. And yes, Exactly.
0: Okay, so so let's flesh that out a little bit because there's so much more to that. So the the kid who just got her dad to write a check, Mm -hmm. sweet kid, really nice, but a little on the lazy side. And um, her parents, like her dad's a very hardworking guy, and her mom, immigrant, super hardworking, super successful in her business, which I can't obviously describe, but um, came here with nothing pulled herself up, up by her bootstraps and now in, in, in an impulse to protect and nurture her kids right. is doing stuff like this by sort of, in, in a way, almost buying her um, success. It's exactly right? what and, it is. And, and just like you said, that, that safety is... Nuts. That safety net, safety net, safety net. It's more than that. It's My pro- kid it's can't skin her knee. No, it's, yes. it's, it's more. It's, it's, it's this impulse... To, to help them succeed, but in reality, she's
1: help to succeed so they don't feel the disappointment when they don't succeed or get in. Well, the mom,
0: you know, had certain aspirations of schools for the, for the kid, also, of course. Did she but go to she, those schools? But she, no, right? No, they, they never. The mm. So, so it, it's a, it's a that's the um, other thing. It doesn't help. It hurts the kids, and that's that's our opinion. Yes, it's not something that helps them. But the mom is so focused on. Um, you know, making the kid's life better than what she had growing up. Right. And, convert, you know, I think it had the opposite effect.
1: Yes. Well, or it's percent. coming, we'll it's sourcing from some kind of insecurity or, or feeling that or these external status things yeah. matter in, in a real and lasting way.
0: And listen, I, just to be clear for anyone who's listening here, I, um, I don't think that we're exempt from this, right? I mean, you, you, drive, you drive a nice car. Oh Mariner's yeah. Not. Car. You don't have you're not driving, you know, like a No,
1: I'm uh, driving a nice Toyota. car that I worked hard for and well, it's a status it thing, is. Right.
0: It's a status sure. thing. Sure. And and I am going around telling everyone I am best friends with Neil Kabuda. Right. Because we've spent thirteen minutes together on the air. Well,
1: it's a little more than that. You you made two appearances, <laughs> about to make a third tomorrow.
0: Don't jinx it, Pearl. I won't. Right. But anyway, it's it's um everyone you know, I think I think um it's not only just Everyone. It's also, I think, it's wired into primates. I think gorillas show status, mm-hmm. you know, to each other. There's all sorts of studies. Like Survival so, of
1: the fittest. Whatever. Right.
0: Okay. So, so yeah, it probably, it probably has to do with mating and who knows, you know, chest thumping and all that stuff. So, but you get to a point where it kind of crosses the line and get, it gets silly. You, it had, is- you had another example of someone I thought didn't you of um, so- something kind of sleazy that that um, we thought parents did or, or kids did. I don't remember. We, we were talking about it earlier. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, to talk about, um, you, you can't, obviously don't use the name, but, but talk about her.
1: Well, there's a um, person I highly know. Highly successful,
0: per- another highly successful Family. person. Who came from not well, the, the wife came from modest means.
1: Right, neither. worked her
0: way up to very successful career.
1: Financially, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and husband killed it financially. Yes. Probably started on third base. And they but have, they're very successful.
1: And, mm-hmm.
0: and they have entitled some kids. Very underachieving. Yes. Low IQ. Yes. Low never, work ethic.
1: Never low work ethic. Never a demand has ever been made on these uh, children. Yeah. And uh, the mother truly has orchestrated, like, both hands in. Um, her kids' life with her kids Tutoring. completely passively, not even weighing in on whether they're even remotely interested in any of it, having any academic interest or you know a law career, for example. Well,
0: that's the thing. So, that's, so, so they are older. These, these are not high school kids. These are these are kids who are in their middle to late twenties now. Yeah. Barely and, got
1: through college. I don't even know right. if they graduated.
0: I don't even. I mean, switching schools um, back and forth. Getting jobs that were set up, not succeeding at those jobs, going to various grad schools, flunking, out, or something, you know, getting in for, through a donation, of course, right? Then dropping out, right?
1: How good do you think those kids feel?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, remember the, the how line, much
1: success can come from a feeling of remember, worthlessness?
0: Remember the, remember the time when one of them offered um, our niece a job at the law firm that they were going to create? Yeah. <laughs> you can come work for us in the meantime right she She, was the
1: example
0: she's she's a million times more successful than they'll ever be correct and
1: did not have the ins and got rejected from Penn yeah Uh, and
0: are you listening Lana
1: (laughs) anyway everyone was very happy to uh, have her career and scholastic results because it came from her yeah so that also brings up Uh, something you and i have always spoken about and and frankly when our parents again i believe this stuff is on a continuum trend or tend toward the feeling of uh uh-oh you know it's not going to be good enough to just rely on my kid it, it we circle back and always remind them that you know well, what happens after you get your kid in? How do they, A, perform there, and what's their overall feeling of success gonna be when they, when they know they've gotten in? Or, or we, you know with the way it comes up, I'll explain how it comes up in, in our case, and this is kind of, um, it's not exactly related, but uh, we had a, one student, there were two equally very competitive, terrific schools, One school um, basically threw their nose up at the kid and didn't give any financial aid. And the other school, very recent, and the other school, equally as terrific, gave the kid practically a full ride matching really what their financial aid application, uh, choosing, I guess, looking at their financial aid application one way as opposed to a different way that this other school.
0: I found it interesting that, uh, I mean, it was Northwestern and it was Michigan. They both looked at the same... That's that's who you're yes, talking about. Yes, right? mm-hmm. so yes. Look, they both look at the exact same financial aid forms that Pearl prepares, the CSS profile, and one school, in Northwestern, gave zero. Yes, and Mission said you only have to pay us fifteen grand; we'll cover the rest. That's right. And you were saying that's that's all, it's partially an indication of how they interpret the financial aid, you know, the financial disclosures that you yes. did. But that's not the whole story.
1: It is not the whole story. I so the the initial first choice of course was the school that gave zero um, but then in you know this was sort of a very compelling how do you justify paying what what's probably seventy thousand dollars a you year sit still as compared to fifteen thousand dollars a year Sorry. you know no nobody <laughs> on earth could expect somebody to go into debt at that tune plus interest Um. Right, for an equal education, here, the point is about, what I what I was in in. Yeah. So the father had said to me, well, "You know, oh, this was his dream. What do I yes. say to right. to my kid? Yeah. He's worked so hard. Blah blah blah." I said, "You know what?
0: You this crazy? is
1: when you put on your parents' hat and you be a parent and you get in front of this conversation with your kid. You're going to have a conversation, perhaps a day or two of." Maybe some initial disappointment, but then you're going to sleep very well for the rest of your life knowing that you made a financially sound decision for your entire family. Moreover, this is what I said. I said, I just want you to do a quick compare contrast. One school basically threw their nose up at your kid and could care less if he you know, comes or doesn't come. The other school that's giving you this financial aid award is basically like rolling out the red carpet for you. Just just oppose those two feelings for how your kid is going to feel working hard at either one of those institutions and how successful are they going to feel? How are they going to feel compared to one place versus the other? That is, so when I put it that way and also put it in terms of feel great about your family making a responsible, sound financial decision, when I put it like that... It became very clear. I mean, I understand the temptation to, to to this worry temptation, but this is now where I'm getting to the, to our other bigger point. But it's yes, not about. Dr. Laura. but it is not about the four <laughs> years of college. Yeah. Life doesn't end when you get into USC. Uh,
0: so my, my, what do you
1: do when you graduate college and for the rest of your little life thereafter?
0: So my my feeling, my interpretation of that whole scenario that you just said was also, Listen, Northwesterns a great school, but Michigan is not exactly a slacker, slouchy, a slouchy. You know, it's not even a second choice to me. I, I think they're it's both not. great schools, it's, right? It's an so, thing. so it's not like he had to settle for no. uh, for only going to Michigan when his top choice was Northwestern. I mean, to me, they're they're close enough. And, and by the way, same thing with you know you, you talked about our East before. Penn versus Michigan, they're both you know, they're both great schools. Penn's harder to get into, but I can make uh, strong arguments for either why it's the better choice. So it's you know it, just because you have your your, your eyes on a prize doesn't mean that that is going to get you to you know lifelong success afterward. There's no correlation between where you go to school and how successful you Not are yet. after school. Not there's no correlation between how much money you're going to make. In the, the example that you're talking about, um, the kid was going into an engineering or a STEM type of field where there's even less evidence. Uh, that there it matters at all where you go to school because he's just a hard-working smart kid who um, has developed those types of habits and character as a you know as a pre-college guy that's going to shape him for the rest of his life and that's what's going to you know make him successful not where he goes to school absolutely it's, not. it's his work ethic and his grit and his determination and you know his ability uh, his intellect, and his ability to network with uh, you know with other people, how to, you know learning how to advocate for yourself, and promote yourself—all all these things have really nothing to do with where you go to school. Absolutely not. Okay, I think that's a good place to end this. Unless you have any further wit and wisdom,
1: I'm sure I have further wit and wisdom. But we can stay tuned for <laughs> next installment.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. I think we should do this. We got to set up a schedule to do these more frequently because I'm all in on I'm the in. podcast. Me too. You know,
1: <laughs> I'm very happy not to have to gussy up. <laughs>
0: Right, because this, <laughs> this is audio. Oh, did I mention it's video? Oh. No, just kidding. So, All right, so thanks for watching the College Planning Edge. Uh, I'm going to...
1: Look for a name change?
0: No, I like the name change. Maybe it's the... I'll put a little carrot in there. The legal edge. The legal College Planning Edge. <laughs> um, thanks a lot for listening. Spend this time for us listening to our banter. Um, please leave us a review, preferably glowing, five-star in iTunes, if you like this, check out our other episodes and check out our uh, website where we keep all the episodes, LockwoodCollegePrep.com, and uh, we have all kinds of other free information on that website. And of course, we are in the college advising and financial aid forms preparation business. We also do SAT and ACT tutoring, Career prep. local and remote, doesn't matter you know, what part of the country or world you're in. We are available. So... Thanks a lot for watching and uh, listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Pearl. Bye. Hi, this is Andy Lockwood. Don't forget to visit our website, LockwoodCollegePrep.com, for some more free, valuable information on how you can multiply your chances of admission to your dream colleges and qualify for thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships along the way. Visit lockwoodcollegeprep.com for information on our free upcoming workshops and webinars and to download a copy of our number one best-selling book, How to Pay Wholesale for College. That's lockwoodcollegeprep.com. Bye-bye.